Well, welcome, loves, to A Thousand True Crimes. Um, hey, how you Pam? doing, Joe? I am good. How about you? I'm hanging in there. We're good. We're week two of quarantine, so no one's been killed yet. So A plus. All right. No right? one got murdered. So no yeah, one got murdered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's going. We're getting close to being done. I'm very excited about it. I'm over it. Yay! But yeah. So what you drinking? I have a Wicked Grove hard cider. It's an Aldi brand cider. It's delicious. If you like ciders, the Aldi brand is really good. I don't have Aldi out here, so I wouldn't know. Nope, you wouldn't. But you will soon. I know. I'm so excited. We're trying to like figure out the whole like house situation. <sighs> that's got to be a, a challenge. I it know. Challenge. That's got to be a challenge. It is a challenge. Like They don't make it easy for the military. They really don't. It's like, let's just make everything a thousand times harder than it has to be that sounds about right mm -hmm. you know it's my life but we'll figure <laughs> it out it is what it is um, what are you drinking over there i am drinking rogue it's a beer it's a honey colosh again it's german i don't know i'll probably mispronounce that, that sounds delicious it is delicious it's very light i have things i need to get done today so i can't if i had wine like i would just be out so <laughs> it's just it's like i i don't know it's Kalosh, K-O-L-S-C-H. What's a Kalosh? I don't know what Kalosh is. Kalosh. I don't know. It's German. Um, style. And it's brewed with honey. And it's, like, dedicated to bees. So, I don't Yay. know. It's a, it's a light beer. It's easy to drink. It's very nice. Save <laughs> Did the you bees. hear that? Hear that oh, yeah. pop? Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, we today, fam, are going to be talking about uh, Robert Howard Bruce, a.k.a. the Ether Man. Oof, this sounds scary. <laughs> I pretty much got everything from um, Married with Secrets, Season 1, Episode 5. Um, and I tried looking online, but a lot of the information that was out that I found online was exactly the same, or there wasn't, like, anything very different or anything like that. Okay. So... Okay. There we go. Okay. Um, from, uh, sorry, guys. We're trying to figure out the whole um, recording and voices and trying to do this <laughs> halfway across an ocean. Have we said it yet? We have no so idea what we're doing. So bear with us. <laughs> I'm poor. I'm too poor to, like, buy equipment. Um, so I'm using <laughs> my little yeah. headphones. Milk them for donations, Chelsea. Tell them. She has a baby, yeah. too, you guys. I do. He's super cute. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, Etherman, Robert Howard Bruce. He's a very okay. um, not a great guy. So Doesn't sound like it. I again because there wasn't like a lot of information. I didn't know exactly how to like frame the story. So unfortunately, okay. I kind of like went off of how the episode did it. Okay. So we're recapping. So it's Albuquerque, New Mexico, May fifteenth, nineteen ninety six. Shannon Ferris was 17 years old, and she gets back home late at night from her job as a waitress, and her dad is actually, like, waiting for her, okay. as, and he's, like, watching TV, right? So, yeah, like, like waiting what, up like a dad. Yeah, like what a dad would, like, <laughs> listen. Once baby B is, like, old enough to, like, get a job, and he's out late, like, I'm going to be the mom that's up, up. And, like, if his curfew is, like, 1230, 1230 and two seconds later, if you're not in this house, I'm, like, calling the cops. 
Yep. So that'll be just beware, baby B. Yeah. Your life is going to get <laughs> real rough. Um, <laughs> How dare you have such a mother who loves you? I know. I'm like, you don't have privacy until you're 18. It's yep. not true. But anyways, <laughs> so, so she goes to bed and she starts waking up at some point in the night and she's like, something's not right. And she kind of like starts waking up and she feels like she had been drinking and she was hazy and she's out of it. And she's like, like what? very disoriented. She doesn't know what's going on. And she smells like a very chemical smell. So, Whoa. and she can tell that someone is on top of her. <gasps> and so she just starts like fighting like hell. And she actually is able to fight through like the, um, the hazy feeling and like the unconsciousness she fights through it Whoa. and she ends up actually biting the finger of the hand that's holding the cl- this cloth over her face and she ends oh up oh my getting- god yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's like- not only waking up to feeling ha- hazy and drunk there's a man on her yeah yeah holy yeah. shit so she's like freaking out because she went to bed in her house and um everything was fine she said good night dad yeah (laughs) yeah exactly good grief um so she ends up like biting the finger and he ends up getting off of her and he leaves so at this point yeah fight 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 yeah fight fight like hell so shannon gets her dad of course, I'm sure the dad is probably, like, freaking out, like, what the hell is going on. And it looks like she is, like, covered in blood, but it, it ends up being red dye that came from a red flag that he was using to cover her mouth, which was actually a Tibetan prayer flag that had been hanging outside of the house. <gasps> How dare he? So he had been, like, stalking. What a bastard. Okay. Um... So in 1997, we jumped to the University of New Mexico, and I love how that's just how the story starts. So yeah, yeah that's how the story starts in the show. Little girl yeah. is attacked in her home mm-hmm. with her own flag. With her home flag, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you couldn't even like that's how lazy you are. You couldn't even bring your own things. Yeah, get a rag, bro. Yeah, it doesn't it's not Come that on. hard. It's not that hard. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. So University of New Mexico, 1997. He strikes again. Trisha Lachance is asleep but regains some awareness, and she also starts realizing that she's being raped. <gasps> but she isn't coherent enough to fight back. Okay. So, like, she literally can tell, like, something's going on, but she can't fight back. And <sighs> when she does finally come to, the guy is gone. That is so freaking scary. Yeah. And she can't remember anything about the attack. So one of the first detectives on this case is Rich Lewis. And he starts looking into it, and he's working with the Albuquerque Police Department. There are no fingerprints. This guy's leaving no fingerprints. But huh. he's leaving his DNA everywhere. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. This, he this is 1997. Okay, yeah. so, so we're, like, we're good. Do we know, was Trisha... At home also? Yes, yes. So he attacked, like, I I think I get, like, we get into it. But essentially, like, he is essentially, like, stalking and, like, he attacks women that are alone. Okay, okay. Um, And again, like, I don't know, like, when, like, DNA became 
huge. Like I think it's actually not that long a time ago. So no, I don't think, I think like when right. he's leaving his DNA, aka like most like I think it was like semen. Um, yeah. I don't think he realizes that like down the road in the future that mm. that can be a big thing because I don't mm. know how like well known DNA was. And you know, if they if DNA. they collected his DNA, what that means is that Trisha was like the real MVP and champ and she went and got a rape kit done, which I know is really hard yeah. to have done yeah. after you've been assaulted, but she did it and God bless yeah. her. So his DNA is like everywhere. He gives no fucks. He does not care. Okay. So yeah. L- Lewis starts to put together that this is that there is a serial rapist responsible for more than a half dozen sexual crimes. So Rich Lewis, like, he was like, fuck this guy. And he's going to go after him. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. So, and all the women that are being attacked live around the University of New Mexico. And what he would do is he would break into their house while they were sleeping and, but he would also be kind of, like, stalking them. He would see if anyone lived with them, and he would even, like, sometimes bring glass cutters. Like, Oh, my he, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, ca- he came prepared. Like, he was there to attack them. Good grief. So in March 1998, he gets the nickname Etherman because he would use some sort of chemical in a rag or a cloth and apply it to the victim's face, and it would knock them unconscious. And he wouldn't always use ether, from my understanding, like, but he would always use some type of chemical. I okay. just think that at the time, like, ether man is, like, what he was using. Like, ether is what he was using mostly. Okay. And so this is why no one can give the police a description of the man. But again, yeah. he is, like, leaving his DNA everywhere. And because it's the early, like, the late 90s, it, of course, doesn't match any DNA that's in the FBI's database. Okay. Okay. Of course, right? So he hasn't committed any other crimes prior to this, or mm-hmm. at least not gotten caught for any crimes prior to this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So okay. they don't, like, they don't have no idea who he is. Hold on, so we, hold on. Oh, life with pets. It would be so nice to just have an office, wouldn't it, Chelsea? <laughs> I know. I know the houses that we're looking at in okay. North Carolina. He's done. Um, we are looking at, like buying and yeah every house we've seen has like an office space and i'm so excited because like obviously my husband's gonna use it but then like part of that area is gonna be my area yeah but when is he ever gonna be around (laughs) i don't know i told you when he leaves next right soon right it's like yeah he leaves in three weeks Hmm. yeah we went for a walk the other day and like a friend of mine not, not a friend she's acquaintance we walked by her house, and she was, like, shocked. She's like, oh, my God, you do have a husband. I was like, I know. I'm not lying. He <laughs> is real. He does exist. I can just imagine that woman sitting around the table with her husband at home, like, do we, like, think that she's really, like, do you think she's just pretending? Yeah, no. I'm like, yeah, he is real. I swear. We have, and you, you can keep. He's real. I've met him. Don't worry. Yeah. He's real. But, okay. like, even our neighbors that's diagonal from us, I ran into them, I guess, like, right when he left back in August and the husband was like so is your husband like ever a home like we've never met him we've been here for three years going on four (laughs) yeah and I was like no he does he just is always gone 
very short periods of time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it used to be short periods of time, and now it's, like, long. So, anyways, I'm, I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, this is long for you. Yeah, this is long for you. Yeah. No, I mean, he was only home for short periods of time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. Once we hit, like, a month mark of him being home, I'm like, cool. So, when do you leave again? I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is why she's a good uh, military wife. Tell All right. Ya. So, May 9th, 2000, uh, Mandra Ryan was 20 years old, and she Mandra. was a junior. What a name. Mandra, right? M-A-N-D-R-A. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's just a unique M- name. Mm. Mandra Ryan was 20 years old and a junior at University of New Mexico, and she ends up staying home that night while everyone else in her house went out because she had worked okay. all day and she was tired. And she kind of gets this, like, weird feeling that someone is watching her. Oh, no. Yeah. So she looks out the window and pulls black back the blinds, and a man is standing there. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> That's, like, literally my worst fear. That's terrifying. I don't know what I would do. This is so scary. Oh, I would initially be like, is this a prank? <laughs> oh, my. I know. I would just be like, hello, can I help you? Like... <laughs> Don't play. You'd be swinging. You would. It'd be like two seconds before you were like, "Oh yeah, <gasps> yeah." Okay. So she ends up actually scaring him when she looked out the window, and he falls Good. down to the ground in like a fetal position. And she's like, "You Ooh. need to get the fuck out of here. Like, who the fuck are you?" So she calls nine one one, and the police start to look, like, look around the backyard, and they find out that he had hopped the fence and unscrewed the back sensor lights. And what had a set, creep. Yeah, he's super creepy. And had set up a cylinder block up against her window to watch her. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Gross. Ugh, I hate it. Like, why? You're putting so much effort into this. Can you not put effort into finding a sexual partner that satisfies your fantasies? Like, come on. Oh, God. I know. It's, it's, in, it's insane. It's insane. So... <sighs> Mandra, she, of course, doesn't get a good look at his face because that's, like, life. It just happens that way. Like, I'm just, like, it just amazes me how many lucky criminals there are. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was dark. She. It was dark. You know, oh, I'm like, not. When it's, yeah. When it's dark I'm outside, not, it's hard to see out. Yeah. I'm not. No, I'm not blaming her. No, 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 no. By I any know. Means. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, it just. Sometimes you hear these stories and you're just, like, how do they get away with it when they're not that. Like great at what they're doing. I know it's yep. just pure luck. They got lucky. Um, so she wasn't able to get a good look at his face, but another victim of his was able to. And oh, no. they they didn't one. put the name of who this person of who the victim was, but she survived an attempted assault and she got a pretty good look at his face. And she ended up working with a sketch artist and was able to put a composite sketch together. But, like, it's a white male in his 30s, but has no distinctive features. Yep. Dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. So by... That's unfortunate. Yep. So by 2000, there's 11 victims, and they're all about oh to meet the God. statue of limitations. Because The in, way our government handles rape... Oh, it's insane. The way our, Sorry, excuse me. The way our judicial system handles rape is offensive. It's very offensive. Like, I, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, in New Mexico, for second-degree felonies, the statute of limitations is six years. That's so, it? That's it. 
That's it. For a second degree felony? <laughs> yeah. Come on, New Mexico. So the district attorney's office is like, hell no. You're not going to get away with this. Nice. And so they do something that hasn't really been done before, and they actually end up indicting the DNA profile. <gasps> so that they could then get him down the, down road. the road. Clever, yeah. clever. What? This is when loopholes are like the best. Yeah, um, yeah. So <laughs> we love a loophole <laughs> when it catches a criminal. I know, right? So John Doe was indicted on 44 counts. Good grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. So I'm going to jump to JoLynn Martinez. And she's actually in the documentary. And she's done I think articles. it's JoLynn. It's JoLynn. Yeah. What did I say? Can I, can I actually ask one quick question? Mm-hmm. And if we need to put a pin in this and get back to it later. He didn't impregnate any of these women, did he? Not that I saw or read. What a blessing. Okay. Now, does that mean that someone that he attacked that didn't report it? True. Yeah. You know? Um, But there wasn't like, I mean, I did different like Google searches with different names and different people. And I just kept getting the same type of information. And again, I don't know if it's because it's early 2000s and 90s -hmm. that it just, there just wasn't as as much, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. As much information at the time. Um, but so Joy Lynn Martinez, and again, she's in this episode, um, and she talks about this and she's done other articles and you can just Google her name and she pops up. Yeah. She, she was a single mother and she has two kids. She's recently divorced and she's like super overwhelmed. She's working like she never really lived on her own. So she's trying to like figure it out. And her best friend, Maureen, hmm. Bustamante? You're you're on your own with that one. Bustamante? Bustamante? I'm going to go with Bustamante. Or Boost. I like Boost. Boost Maureen. Maureen. It's Maureen. Maureen (laughs) comes over. And she does what what a best friend would do. And she's like, girl, we're going out. Get a babysitter. You need to have a night to yourself. Like, you just need to go out and have some fun. Have some drinks. Let's dance. Like, you know, just take a second for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So. Good friend. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. She's a good friend. She's a good friend because she didn't know. But um, that night, Joy Lynn meets Howard Bruce. Okay. Okay. <gasps> Howard I was Bruce. W- I was waiting for you to like. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. Who's this guy? You're like, you're like, okay. And I'm like. Um, I said his name in the beginning. That's why I was like, <laughs> AKA. Like. No! <laughs> this bastard! Yeah. What was he like? Let's hear. What was he like? Was he like a piece of shit? No, he was probably really nice and she probably fell in love with him. <laughs> bastard. Yeah. So he's super romantic. He's sincere. He's generous. And, like, when you Google him, um, there's, like, younger photos of him. And he's, like, not a bad-looking dude. He's handsome. I mean, like, right. some of those pictures, I'm, like, not so much. But then other pictures, I'm, like, I could, like, like I wouldn't could be see. intimidated by him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He is a divorced father of three and works in He's a sales. father? Yeah. Oh, my so, God. 
they end up going on like a few dates and they start dating. But in 2002, Howard moves to Pueblo, Colorado for a job. Okay. They try the whole like long distance relationship. And five months later, Howard proposes to Joy Lynn. Run, Joy Lynn, run. I know. I know. So they get married um, on in September 2003 on the Big Island, a.k.a. Hawaii. Oh, in Hawaii. Ooh. Yeah. Um, very nice. So Joy Lynn stays in New Mexico until the end of the school year before she can move to Colorado. And Is she still in school or is it for her kids? It's for her kids. For her, okay. squ- for her kids. Yeah. Sorry. For her okay. kids. Yeah, yeah. So similar attacks, though, are popping up in neighboring states of New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas. Hmm. Those seem to be uncannily around Colorado. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So Norman, Oklahoma, June 2003. Okay. Detective Jim Parks works violent crimes around the University of Oklahoma. Okay. So one victim fell asleep, and when she woke up, her hands were tied, and she had like a dog collar around her neck, and her hands what were the tied fuck? to the collar. Like, yeah. it was it like a like one of those bondage? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like it was kind of like one of those or a makeshift, like home makeshift. Oh my and like, God. that's what he would do is that like people that he would put unconscious, like women he would put unconscious, he would. Sometimes, like, I think he, like, shaved or cut someone's hair at one point. What is his problem? Like, he would just put them in embarrassing positions or, like, tie them up. And oh, my God. Sick. Yeah. Sick, 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 sick. Oh, sick. super blech, sick. Blech, blech, blech. And she actually These comes to. women. I know. And she realizes she's being attacked. And she manages to oh. fight back enough to get away. And she runs Good to the girl. bathroom. Oh. Yeah. So he runs away. You know, of course, she calls 911 and, and all that. And by 2004, he has attacked six more victims. Oh, my God. Yeah. What are we at now? Like 25? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. Good grief. So Texas, Oklahoma, and New Mexico detectives are like, fuck this guy. And they actually okay, get good. together. To compare good, good, good. and try to figure out who this guy is, which is actually, I feel like, especially back then, pretty rare for police yeah, departments. Yeah, it wasn't as common, yeah. To get together. And the attacks tend to focus around universities, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay. So there's definitely a pattern, and they can definitely, like, identify, like, his signature. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can tell, okay. like, it's, it's who, they already know his, like, M.O., so yeah, they yeah, they can okay. already put him, yeah. Yeah, that's probably better, not signature, his ML. Yeah. So, like you said, all the attacks are taking place around university towns, and Detective Parks <laughs> works with the psychologist to get together, like, a psychological profile of the ether man, and essentially he's like, yep, middle-aged white man, well-educated, has a good job. What is with white men? Why do they do so many horrible things to people? I don't know. Everybody, watch your white husbands, okay? Just keep an eye. Just what keep an like, eye. Like, what is that meme? It's like Pocahontas. And it's the um, chief is like, these white men are dangerous. Yep. Yep. And I'm like. Still, still mm-hmm. true, girl. 
Just keep an eye. Keep an eye on the white men in your life. Knew, if you only knew what was about to come. Um, Ooh. So November 2004, a year after their wedding, Joylin finally moves up to Colorado with Howard. So because he's like a computer salesman, he travels a lot for his job. And every time he would come back from traveling, he always bought back gifts for her boys. Because her boys live with them, too. I don't know about his three other kids, but her kids lived with him. But whenever Joy Lynn... I know. But whenever Joy Lynn needed clothes or makeup or anything cosmetic or materialistic, he would not give her money to get it. He would always be like, you're beautiful the way you are. You don't need it. So he's starting to change his personality once they got married. Very controlling. Got it. Oh, Mm. yeah. Joylin wanted to go back to school, and when they were dating, he would always, you know, he would, he was, like, pro her going back to school. And, like, pro, like, I'll help you, I'll pay for it, this and that. And when she moved to uh, Colorado, whenever she asked about enrolling in tuition, he would come up with an excuse and be like, next semester. So he's, red he's, flags. His, red yeah, flags. Red flags. Flag on the field, girl. Mm-hmm. So she's like, Ugh, something's not right. So sh- her role in the household is like pretty much running the house. Does she have a job up in Colorado? No, her job. I think her job was essentially like stay at home mom and take okay. care of the house okay. and cook and clean. Okay. Um, which is like, that is it's a, a job. job. It's it a job. It is 100% yep. a job. Yep. Um, it so is she's my in job. charge. I know, it is my literally job my job. I don't. You don't get paid for it, though. I don't get paid. Some bullshit. Um. So she's in charge of like running the house and like any affairs or anything like that. Like she's in. Like that's what she does. And she ends up finding a list of girls' names and their numbers while she was like cleaning or whatever. Okay. So she ends up calling one of the girls because there's like a star next to her name. And the girl's like, yeah, I don't know him. I'm not going to talk to you, so, like, leave me alone. So this list is, like, jo- Joy Lynn believes. Is this his rape list? Um, I don't know if they really, like, I don't think in the episode they go too much into it, and I never found anything else about it. I think it I was bet just you money like, that that was his list of girls that he was watching. Or something. It was probably yeah. something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so she confronts him and she believes like he's cheating and he just like explains it away that it was from a long time ago when he was with his ex-wife and just like whatever. Oh my God. So I never like found anything else about the list. If it meant Wait, anything. Baby Joy Lynn. Yeah. So like I said, Howard has gone a lot due to his traveling and his job. And Joy Lynn goes back to her parents' house in New Mexico with her kids and her kids were, like, in a play, and she wanted to show her parents. So she, like, goes into As his camera does. bag, yeah, to get a tape of the kids' play, but none of the tapes are marked. Okay. Okay. Make so sense. she's going, yeah, so she's going through the tapes, and she's, like, watching it, and she's like, oh, this is so cute, like, all these memories and whatnot. But yeah. then she comes across a tape of her. She's passed out on the tape. And she's <gasps> raping her. She has no memory. What? Of oh, <laughs> yeah, baby Joylin. I know. And like, I just like could not imagine like how like what you would do in that situation. 
Uh, flee for the hills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scoop up your children mm-hmm. and run the fuck away. Yeah. And then call the police. Run first, yeah. call the police next. So, of course, like, any girl, Joy, Joy Lynn, not any girl, but so, of course, like, she's, like, pissed the fuck off. And she ends up yeah. calling Maureen and tells her about it. Maureen is the friend from before? Friend that, like, okay. was, yeah, that was, like, let's go out. And because they went out that night, this is how she met Howard. Yeah. Okay. So, Joy Lynn actually confronts Howard about the tape. And he kind of, like, just plays it off. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And she's like, fuck you. And she ends up moving back to New Mexico. Go, girl. Way to yeah. freaking go. Yeah. I would have still called the police, though. Oh, I know. All right. So she's now back in New Mexico. Thank um, God. I did not so think this was going to end well for her. And I mean, it didn't. But, like, she's not dead. So that is, like, my biggest thing. Whenever I watch these, like, true crime shows or, like, read about it, and it's always, like, Anybody in domestic violence or, like, in a scary – like, to me, that's a scary situation. Absolutely. Um, do not tell them your plans. No. Because I do, be- I, I do believe that it is, like, the most dangerous time for a woman to leave a domestic violence situation is when she is trying to leave. Yep. And do not tell. <clears throat> if you have kids, Stop. when they go to work, pack that shit up and go. They don't need to know. They lost that right where you are at a long Again, ass time ago. Shoot us Shh. an email. Yeah, just come go. to my house. Like, yeah, because it always they won't suspect. Me, it drives me so like insane when I hear like, oh, and then she said she was gonna leave, so then he killed her, and I'm just like, don't trust them. If you have that, I know. Anything. I know. I was in a uh, relationship that culminated in having a loaded weapon pointed at me um mm-hmm. i know that you never think it's going to escalate to that point but always assume it might yeah it's better just to assume, assume it might yeah you yeah. can fix if if he gets butt hurt and he, mm-hmm. his feelings are hurt you can work through that when you are safe and alive yeah you just can deal with it, it might. just yeah just yeah so I was nervous when I was watching. I was like, oh, God, he's going to kill her. But then I was like, wait. I know. She's actually being, like, she's talking. So she's alive. <laughs> so she's alive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so October 2009, she doesn't have any money to get divorced from Howard. But she's kind of, like, moving on with her life. And, like, and he is, like, trying to get back with her. Like, towards the end, he tried a lot harder. Ew. So she does, like, the puzzles in the newspaper, like, the crossword puzzles and stuff, and she comes mm-hmm. across an article in the paper about the Ether Man, and she starts reading about it, and she is, like, convinced it's Howard because she the crimes yeah, are yeah. lining up to the times that he was in those states, and she saw that video. So she's putting oh, pieces smart girl. together. Oh, smart girl. Love her. I love this chick. But before she can call the police... Mark Bravo, a detective from Pueblo, calls her and is like, I need to talk to you. I have some news. So he lets her know that Howard was arrested for attempted murder. (gasps) They got him. So just, yeah. So earlier in the day, Nathan Pruce, a Pueblo police officer in Colorado, was leaving his house to testify in a Peeping Tom case. And as he's walking out, he kind of sees, like, a hose propane cylinder 
like a a okay. hose coming from a propane cylinder with a hose attached to it, and it's like going under the garage. Ooh. Yeah, and it's on. So whoever put it there was hoping that something would like trigger an explosion with the gas. It was like going a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, oh like my if you God. turn your car on, that's enough to like, you know. Yeah. Ooh. So, of course, he gets like his wife and kids out of the house, and the police already have like a pretty good idea of who it might have been. In 2007, Robert Howard Bruce was arrested by Officer Bruce. Okay. So a victim called 911 because he, like, she could feel that like someone was watching her, and she could actually hear and smell his breath from the window. Ooh! So, like I get like I know. like so bad. Like it's so bad. Um, and. In, in Colorado, where this happened, that is actually a sexual offense. Okay. And if you okay. are convicted, then your DNA is taken and entered into a database. Yeah. Which is not what Bruce wants. No, no, Who no. Who fucking cares what Bruce I wants? I know. Bruce so can fuck right they, off. They kind of have a good idea of him. So... That's when Joy Lynn tells Detective Bravo she thinks Howard is the Ether Man, and that was like enough to be like, "Fuck that!" Like, yes. like we might yes. as well like he's a peeping tom. Like it all kind of lines up, and and Detective I'm sure Bravo, she had details to mm-hmm. share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he races back to Colorado and takes his DNA, and that is when, of course, it matches, and they get hits in Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, oh. and Colorado. Oh, my God. This piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. They got him. They got him. Thank gosh. So, November 2009. Bruce is charged with 44 counts of sexual assault dating back to the 1980s. Good grief. Uh, Howard. 80s, 20 years. He's been yeah. doing this for almost, evaded, almost 30 years. He evaded the police for more than 20 years. Good grief. Howard pleads guilty, and part of his plea deal is he has to tell the cops everything. Okay. So he admits that he started as a peeping Tom while at University of Oklahoma in the early 1980s. Um, which, like, that is, like, a number one thing is, like, peeping Toms. It's an, ex- it's an escalation. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah. the next step. If you're a peeping Tom, it's eventually, like, I mean, I guess not get every help. single case. But, yeah. And if you know a peeping Tom, get that person help. Yeah. Call the police and let's get their DNA on file. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, after marrying Joy Lynn, he would attack women during his business trips and would often yep. go to Norman, Oklahoma. During what he called his urban hunts. He would stalk uh, his victims and decide when or when not to strike. That's what he calls it? The urban hunts. And I, th- I think he meant, like, the urban because it was, like, more like the city. But it's a hunt? Yeah, he would call it a, an urban hunt. Yeah. What a sick person. Like. I know. What is wrong with white men? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so he was first tried in, Cal- in um, California, in Colorado. For mm-hmm. attempted murder on the police, burglary, and an attempted assault, and received a hundred years. Yes. Oklahoma follows 
like has their trial next, and he received 177 years with 10 cases. <laughs> and New Mexico sentenced to 156 years. So he ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. So he's in jail. Um, I try to find like information on Joy Lynn of like what she's doing now, and everything I found was like from 2017, 15, 16, so and they didn't really it, say. Like, really private. Yeah, and like I get it. She has yeah. kids, and yeah. and in the episode, she does mention how like it was so difficult to tell her children what was going on I and bet. having to explain and to say that she's one of his victims. And to be a victim, yeah. I'm sure that's really So hard. I'm hoping that she is living her best life and yeah, is, girl. like, super successful in whatever she's doing and super happy. And I hope her kids are good and, yeah. You did but such a great thing, Chick. Like, you survived a lot of horrible stuff, so. Yeah. Get it. So that is the Ether Man, Robert Howard Bruce. That was not good. <laughs> I did not like that one. No, like that's like my biggest like. Ugh. It's creepy. Like you just feel eyes on you. Like now, like yeah. it's like oh, close the curtains. Like close the blinds. This yeah. is another pro tip. Always just keep your curtains closed. Just keep them oh, closed. Yeah. And for somebody like so in Hawaii, it's always like dark between six thirty and seven thirty throughout the year. Seven thirty okay. is at is during the summer. Six thirties like at um night but like when i go for walks like i i'm not being a creeper but if you don't have your blinds closed like i just and i see light like i think it's human nature to just like look peek yeah 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 so like um when i was younger i used to go around my apartment complex with a laser pointer (laughs) to mess with people (laughs) so you were an asshole as a kid got it i was an asshole (laughs) oh my god a pointer laser Joe. Uh, just Is like it like the, the red, red one? Oh, yeah, that's even worse. What if they, like, maybe they thought they were being, like, stalked by, like, the FBI or some shit? If you lived in Addison Lane Apartments between, I'm going to not give the years because I'm going to sound like I was less of a kid than I really was. Um, anytime before If you lived in Addison Lane's 2017... I mean, 2007, anytime before 2007, <laughs> and there was, like, red dots on your walls. It was me, okay? It was okay. me. I'm sorry. I was bored. <laughs> 2007 is not much better. No, it's not. It's really not. Like, I was thinking you were, like, five or six, and you were, no, like, no, no. definitely teenage. No, no, no. <laughs> I was not five or six. <laughs> it was funny. People would, like, freak out, and then they would, like, open That's their windows and, like, look out at you. Okay, that's another thing. Do not open your fucking windows. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. Like, just hide behind a wall and call the police, okay? Yeah. Teach, teach children like me a lesson, okay? Teach us a lesson. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we know that Joe was at one time a peeping Tom with a laser. Uh- <laughs> I didn't look in. I just shined a laser. <laughs> one time we got a cat. One time I totally got oh, a cat. I saw well, it like jump up on the was wall. Having, was like, oh my god, best day of my life. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, <laughs> Jesus, what's your weekly win? Um, I'm gonna do a different one than I put on a thousand ways to have a happy marriage because we dropped one of those this week too. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if this is like considered a win. But, like, I have been putting off finishing Supernatural. I don't know if there's any SPN people out there, but, like, 
Supernatural is, I mean, I love that show. I can watch it a thousand times. Sam and Dean are like my boys. If we have a daughter, her name will be Dean, and she will be named Aww, after Dean Winchester. Cute. And um, the last season came out like, I don't know, like a year and a half ago, and I just have not had the balls to watch it. And I finally watched it. I don't care what anyone said. I thought the ending was great. I thought the season was great. And I loved it. I cried. I cried. But it Aww. was really good. Well, that's good. Yeah. So that's why Weekly went. Finally finished SPN. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to keep my same Weekly win. You can. That I survived a week of quarantine. Because, like, literally I'm not doing anything. So it's fine. I mean, you're coming to North Carolina. I feel like we can always use that one. That should be the Weekly win every I know. Week. In, like, four or five months. <laughs> Possibly sooner. I'm just, like... I know. <laughs> Every single time that I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to not drink as much or this and that. And then shit like this happens. And I'm just like, fuck it. Drinking. I can't give up drinking now. That's a that's a figure out a house situation. So that's my uh, same problem that I have with nicotine. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I vape. But every literally every time I get to a space where I'm like, okay, things are good. I think I can quit. I can go through the journey that is requiring me to like focus, and, and then something happens, and I'm like, nope. Yep. So, <laughs> Give me my nicotine. <laughs> yeah. So I hope everyone stays safe in the last few days of 2020. Let's not do anything crazy. Yeah. And if you guys have any like crimes that you want to hear us cover or ideas we'd love to hear them definitely check out the facebook discussion group that we have um we'd love to hear it's it and a yeah. thousand true crimes um podcast discussion group on facebook and a thousand true crimes just by itself on instagram yeah and so yeah so everyone stay safe the next few days of 2020 and <laughs> gotta say it see you in the next year See you next year, fam. (laughs) Bye.